think about it, everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean who it's me again the little attitude for all of you in white red land it's five o'clock do you care what the mainstream media says you out there you listening What's going on, guys? Happy Thursday. It's already mid-May. It is May 13th already. Man, holy cow. You're right, guys. It's just, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's just uh, flying by. And uh, there's not a whole lot going on there today, so we're just going to kind of have a chill hangout with you guys day today. So looking forward to that. You're looking live. That's right. You're looking live at the foxhole.app. Check it out when you guys get time. Uh, whenever you get a chance, hop over there. Do me a favor. Grab the link. I'll drop it here in the chat for you guys in the other chats, and you can come over and check it out and tell somebody about it. It's uh, it's a pretty cool app, and it's going to get cooler and cooler, uh, better and better as time goes by. So check it out when you get time. Do me a favor. Help support them either by telling somebody about the foxhole.app or, uh, if you can, buy those dudes a cup of coffee. They work their butts off over there. Appreciate you guys very much. Check out the website. Check out the podcast as well, Brothers Uncensored. Just search that on your favorite podcast platform, and you will find us. Uh, we're, we're approaching 2,000 downloads just on Podbean already, going into our 70th episode. It's just it's flying by, and uh, I'm really enjoying the time that I'm getting to, getting to spend with uh, all of you guys and family out there, as well as my bro and, and sister and everyone else. Check out the website. It's, uh, you can find the previous shows that we missed. If you want to check those out, you can find those on there. Um, the, the, uh, newsletter is up. Check that when you get time, uh, once a week, you'll get an email and we'll keep your emails hopefully, uh, safe. Uh, we, we will, I promise. Uh, so check that out when you get time. Foxhole, Twitch, YouTube, DLive, CloudHub, and Tiger Network is where we're at. YouTube, no, not, not so much anymore, but we'll be doing those for live events. So I'm saving it for that, uh, which hopefully we'll have a live event coming up at the end of this month. We'll see. Uh, link trees are there. If you want to find out how you can help uh, support us or get a hold of us, just grab that link tree bookmark it whenever you want to find out. Hey, I got to get a hold of Abe or I got to get a hold of Joe. There you go. There's where you can do it. Previous, uh, the blog is up that has all the previous uh, interesting news articles that are out there that we can find anyway, when we can find them. Um, and finally, scroll down a little bit more and you'll see uh, my links and Joe's links. <clears throat> Cash App, Pay- PayPal, Patreon. If you join our Patreon, you get access to a private Discord. And you can come hang out with us and see what you're cooking and see what else is going on out there. Help us do research for show content as well as scroll down a little bit more. Click for the store. Just click right there. Bam. Opens up another web page. And it brings you to our our uh, our side business, I guess, undergroundshirts.com. New stuff coming uh, to that soon as well. And we'll do another sale here in the near future as well for you guys. So check it out when you get time. If you want to help support us, that's a good way to do it. With that, I want to welcome my bro Joe into the house and see what he's up to. Bro, it's a beautiful day out there today. I didn't want to come in. Well, yeah, that was a bit tough. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Obviously, it's Thirsty Thursday, um, as some people might put it. It's 65 degrees out. It's sunny. There's hardly any breeze out. I was outside enjoying it. 
uh, up until about an hour ago. And then I was like, well, I suppose I should get ready for a show. So uh, luckily I had lots of stuff that I was looking uh, over last night. Um, but like you said, man, it's kind of a, a slow news day. But uh, I see La Regina, uh, NYFL. I am so ready for the show. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. Shackled Freedoms. Good to see you. Texas Girl 71. CL Goober 1 Eagle 5. KH Farmer. What's up, brother? Fly Free. Sly Park 2020. Amy Joe. God loves you. The Texan hit high gear and roll this bitch. That's right, brother. That's right. Beastie Jenkins. So many others. I see a lot of people in D-Live as well. Stony Joe. What's up, bros? 07 to you. Lee Spacey. Kristen 33. Leo Slayer. I appreciate y'all being here. Super Q, I see you up there. Glad y'all are here today. Um, you know, like Abe was saying, man, it's, it today was just like a eh, whatever day, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Suki, uh, God bless you. Good to see you out there. Thank you for your kind words and encouragement all the time. Um, it does help, man. It does help when we hear uh, the kind words that you guys bring to us. You don't have to say those things, and when you guys do it, I, I really do appreciate it. So much love to all you guys for helping to support us however you guys can. I'm thinking about doing a fishing stream this weekend, bro. Oh, man. I, I've been itching to fish. Uh, I don't know. Ever, and what's funny is, is ever since uh, I find it, I, last, I think it was last week or the week before when he came out, and he's like, man, I'd love to do or I am going to do like a fishing type channel, man, it just pumped me up even more. Uh, I know both of us have been kind of watching uh, fishing on, on streams now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm watching which, Tony Fanal all day today, pretty much. He's uh he's shark fishing in North Carolina uh, from the, from the beach. So he's taking a, he's got a canoe and he's taking his bait out. He's got this big ass fish head that he takes out, you know, like 200, two or 300 yards, drops it with some weight on it. And uh, waits for something to hit it, and he got a hit. He got a pretty good hit on one of those fish, uh, but nice. nothing, no shark yet. So it's uh, you gotta love it though. I mean, that's the kind of shit I love. So I'm thinking about. Um, I think um, I don't know. I'll pick a day. I got I got some work I got to do in the garage and on the truck. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. Finally, it's it's like 70 today. Finally, for the first time this year. So for us, man, it's been brutal. It's been. Uh, below temperatures, Farmer's Almanac nailed it. It's been below temperature this whole whole uh, spring, so I'm looking forward to some decent weather this weekend. Yep, yep. It's Like I said, today was like an absolute perfect day. Uh, D-Patriot 1776, Joan of Sark, Navy vet, big fucking hammer. Uh, good to see you guys out there as well. Glenn, good to see you, brother, as well. All kinds of people out there today. Glad to see y'all. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, man, I, <laughs> you and I, it brings us back to when we were kids, man, because we yeah. used to either go to Michigan or Wisconsin every year. And, you know, we used to get up early and go fishing and then come back and then do it again at lunch and then do it again at night. I mean, that's all we did for like a week straight. And, man, uh, I, miss I absolutely it, miss it, man. I haven't been fishing since I've been up here. Figure that one out. I bought a license last year and threw a line in once. But uh, I, I lost when I went to Florida, when I moved down there for like a year and a half, two years or whatever it was, um, I brought all my freaking expensive ass musky and other rods down there. And like a dumbass, I ruined them uh, fishing off the back dock. <laughs> uh, that sucked. But no, oh well, lesson learned. The kids wanted to go fishing. What are you going to do? Tell them, though. Exactly. You go fishing. That's what you do. <laughs> we had a place on uh, on the intercoastal, so it was, uh, you know, our backyard had a nice in-ground pool and then a, uh, uh, you know, the intercoastal dock right there. So 
kids would always go out back and try to catch the little puffer, puffer, puffer fish and whatever else they could find, some little jack crevallies and shit like that. So good times though. I miss fishing. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do it this weekend. I think so. You guys uh, keep your keep your alerts up, and uh, maybe we'll tie uh, try a uh, mobile test stream uh, on, through Joe's system or something like that. Maybe we'll see what's going on this weekend. Uh, there is some stuff happening today, bro. I don't have any of my lights on. That's kind of why it looks a little bit weird. Huh? Does it look all right over there to you guys over there in chat? Should I turn a light on? No, it looks all right. Yeah, doesn't look bad. Um. The only I did see a couple things. I want to talk a little bit about why I'm I keep shying people away from inflation. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about economic theory and what why I'm I have that take. I realized that there's probably been a thousand news stories over the past month uh, warning about inflation, and I want to kind of talk a little bit about that. So let's get to that in a minute here. Um, Maricopa County deleted a directory full of election databases from the 2020 election cycle days before the election equipment was delivered to the audit. Uh, so basically that chain of custody that we've been all been talking about. Yeah, there it goes right out the door here. This is from Maricopa, uh, Arizona audit. Uh, I think, I think Dawn dropped this in our chat, uh, Texas girl. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the cover up is on and, um, Again, I, if you guys are expecting something to change come out of this, it's it's that's not going to happen. You're no, the, the election is going to stand; it's not going to change, and we got to live in that reality. Um, the 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 Arizona Senate flat out said when they were interviewed uh, by Newsmax, I think it was on Monday, they flat out said that, that they are not going to decertify the election results. They want to they want the audit to show where the problems were so they can fix those through legislation. That's what they're going for. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, if if this becomes a new story um, where the mainstream media has to cover it, I would love for that to happen. But I, I don't have a whole lot of hope in it, Joe. What do you think, man? I am not putting all my cards in it for sure. <laughs> um, I, I think it's super interesting. I mean, first and foremost, and we're definitely paying attention to it. You have to. You absolutely have to. You have to pay attention to that. Everything going to Michigan, New Hampshire, down in Georgia. I mean, we, we got to stay on top of all of it. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to think. I, I'm not putting all my cards on it. That's for sure. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic that they might, you know, at least prove that the uh, the election was actually run by Trump in Arizona. I, I'll I'll hope for that. But as far as anything else, <laughs> I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. So, uh, well, here here's just real quick, because I, I had this in my in my uh, my stuff. You know, it says Trump responds to 17.5 percent ballot discrepancy in Arizona claims that Biden likely did not win the state. We know this. We understand that. But then Trump said they don't want the United States or world to see what is going on with our corrupt third world election, wrote President Trump. That pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, I would have to say so. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, he's been very uh, direct on what, what he knows. And I don't know, there's uh, General Flynn's, I think that's his telegram, is 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 pretty optimistic and pushing some, some more information that he thinks is going to get changed. I don't I don't have any confidence in it. Maybe it'll happen. And if it does, then, I, then I, you all can tell me I was way off and wrong on it, and I'll be thrilled to be wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But I'm just not... I just don't see it, bro. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd be, I, I'm, I would be thrilled too. You know, I mean, that that's, I guess that's the best way to look at it that way. And yeah. just real, real quick, um, 
Amy, Joe, and my sister Dawn want to have a fishing contest against me and you, and Big Fucking Hammer is pushing it as well. <laughs> so <laughs> it sounds like we might <laughs> we might have to figure out a way to have a fishing tournament. <laughs> it seems, yeah. And uh, you know, also I find it uh, as we mentioned, he's down there. Man, wouldn't that be cool to do like a cl- a collab or something? You know. I don't know. We'll have to think of something. What are we going to all virtually fish at the same time and then stream together? Or how does that work? Yeah. Right. I don't know, (laughs) but it would be kind of cool. Yeah. We'll have to figure it out. Uh, Johnny (laughs) B over in Twitch. Good to see you over there, man. Have I heard of the military bases are not letting vaxxed soldiers uh, have leave and they're considered non-deployable. I did see that. Uh, There was, uh, there's a couple of reports out there about it, but I I just didn't look into it because I'm I'm having a hard time believing that it's based off of off the vaccine. So we'll see. We'll see how they I'll, I'll look into that some more, maybe for tomorrow and see if there's more to it. That just dropped today. I was like, eh, I'm going to let that one simmer a little bit <laughs> and see what comes out of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. What do I have here? Um, where should I start? Let's start with uh, this economic thing. You, you feel like uh, thinking a little bit, putting your thinking cap on for a minute? Yeah, but just for like a minute. Well, so, no, I'm kidding. Be about three <laughs> minutes and then another, let's see, four minutes roughly. No, let's do it. Let's roll. <laughs> All right. So there's two economic theories, and those of you, there's probably a lot of you out here. I'm speaking to the choir, but let me just say it. There's two economic theories. There is Hayek and there's Ken's, Kane. Keynesian, uh, Ken's Keynes, Ken's anyways, Keynesian, uh, uh, pop, uh, economics and, uh, Hayek was, was a outside the box thinker that basically disproved a lot of economic theories with that, that, it, uh, that free markets must be manipulated in some way. They believe that there has to be major controls over the market in order for that, for it to work correctly. And so Hayek disproved these theories doing several different things. The first one that, that is his, he's, or not the first one, but the one he's most well known for is called uh, his, basically his pricing theories and the power of pricing. So let me just play this and I'm going to pause it uh, in between here a little bit. Um, and let me get uh, all these screens set up, right? So they're good to go. So you guys can see everything that's happening. Then Joe can see it. So check this out. Listen, it's kind of it's hard to listen to because he's got his Austrian accent and shit, but, but I'm going to pause it and, and emphasize some of his points. Check this shit out. I do not believe, as many people would agree, that socialism is half. Okay, uh, that is way too low. So, Joe, I'm going to have to boost this a bunch. So either turn yours way down for a minute um, or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me boost this about sixty dB so this is better. All right, here we go. He starts off with saying, "I do, I do not believe." Let me just have, have him say it. I do not believe, as many people would agree, that socialism is half right. I'm convinced it's all wrong. I do not believe that socialism is half right. I'm convinced that it is all wrong is what he said. In case you couldn't understand that. Let me move this off the screen. I got shit in the way everywhere (laughs) and you can't read the subtitle. All right, here we go. What what is the dominant tendency that you speak of? 
of that you think has led us into the morass? That we're not willing to accept the guidance by the price mechanism which alone can enable us to create a system of international coordination where the individual efforts are not guided by the concrete knowledge of the results, but where we work for something about we only learn by abstract signals, the prices. Why is that the only so what so what he's saying there? He says you learn about the only way to learn about uh, not predicting where the econo- economy is going to go, but what the status of the market is, is by following pricing of of items, of, of widgets. Only possible mechanism. Because we don't possess the knowledge. The knowledge of facts is widely dispersed. We want to make use of knowledge possessed by millions of individual people, which they can only use if they are fed signals about the general situation. You can't reverse it, you can't, possi- can't possibly concentrate this knowledge. For the whole order of international cooperation has been built on such a signaling system where signals tell you about facts which nobody knows concretely in their totality. And I may add, such signals you cannot correct. You cannot correct signals which inform you about circumstances you don't know. So he, it's a very common sense statement. You you can't uh, you can't plan for future economic activity based on what you don't know, and what you don't know is the future, it, <laughs> right? Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody can predict if, a, if another pipeline is going to get hit or something, whatever, right, for instance. Nobody can, can tell you that a ship's going to get stuck in a canal that's going to stop shipping. Nobody can tell you there's going to be a year's worth of coronavirus where manufacturing and supply lines are in, in a giant disaster. There's no way you can know the future. The only way you can know the future is by watching pricing. Watch this. And these signals you mean are the prices in a free market? Entirely the prices in the free market, which alone have made the present level of wealth possible. But isn't the system fundamentally unjust in that, first of all, it only rewards uh, in economic terms. Secondly, it rewards people in a way which may well be wholly disproportionate to their merit. Very typical question from a high, you know, an elite uh, journalist who thinks he knows economic policy. How do you know the system is not unjust? That is the baseline argument that Democrats will tell you about free market capitalism is that it is inherently unfair. Listen to Hayek, though. But it can't be just. I mean, a guide system which uh, decides which things happen to be most important for the rest of men in person cannot take any (coughs) concern of the merits of the individual. Whether at the particular moment your services are very valuable to your fellow men or not does not entirely depend on you. And what we need is that people are forced to do what is beneficial to the rest, irrespective of what merit there is behind it or not. The whole idea that society can be made to be, behave according to human conceptions of individual morals is completely mistaken. 
we cannot accept from society that this just is a concept that just is not applicable to society. The concept of justice is not applicable to society. What is he really saying there? What he's really saying is, is the col- people will do what they think is best, not just for them, but because people live in similar societies, it ends up being what's best for the collective, right? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go buy uh, a new microphone or something. And the reason why I'm getting this specific microphone is because it is mostly available. It's a fairly decent price. And most people will probably use something like this because it has good sound quality. I'm not the only one who's going to make that decision based on those factors. Most people will make those decisions. It's not whether or not people can afford or these things or not, because then if you can't, then you'll go buy a cheaper mic with similar quality or as best quality as you can get. This is... uh, F.A. Hayek, he is a genius in economics. So what he's saying is, is that there's no there's no fairness in economics that you can't think of the economy as a fair or unfair or a just or unjust system. It just is. But surely, can't we? Uh, well, even if we accept your basic premise, can we not? reward people in our society, not perhaps according to a scale of their virtue, but at any rate according to a scale of their needs. After all, the needs of one individual and another do not differ according to his ability to compete in the market. No. What we can, but can only in a wealthy society, is to assure for all a certain minimum below which nobody needs to fall. Beyond the... Boom. Freaking nails it. What we can do as a society is establish a minimum which nobody needs to fall below, right? Conservatives often say we need to get the government out of people's lives, and therefore it is it is a, a harsh way of thinking because it leaves people behind. No, that's not true because all societies, all just societies, believe in lifting up the poor. The question is, is do you want to keep them dependent on the government, or do you want to lift them up into a higher bracket? And if you're a Democrat, you prefer them dependent, because then you have their vote. We must use the signaling system of prices as the indicators what people ought to do, And that can have nothing to do with their individual merits or needs. Indeed, it will probably help them more to satisfy their needs if they are constantly directed to where their efforts bring the greatest benefit to their fellows than if we tried to assess the rewards according to needs. It's just genius thinking. It's genius thinking, and I I freaking love this guy. I realize he's a little bit hard to listen to, but I can listen to him for hours because his mind is so sharp. What he's saying is, let me just just play this last part again. Let me just, in his own words, listen to this. To satisfy their needs if they are constantly directed to where their efforts bring the greatest benefit to their fellows than if we tried to assess the rewards according to needs. They're, they're trying to assess, assess a reward of an economy based on the individual needs. He's saying you can't do that. You, you, can't, you can't decide if an if a economic system or a governmental system is just based on an individual. It's actually 
It's actually a very simple thought. It just cannot be done generally. It leads only to some people who have political powers being privileged. But isn't it, isn't it a philosophy based essentially on selfishness? That is to say, the only spur, it seems, is gain. What about... This is the most common argument from someone from the left is that selfishness and greed are why free market capitalism can't work. They don't accept the fact that selfishness and greed exist in all economies. Look at what's happening in a socialist economy in China, for instance, or our, our people who are affected by a socialist or you know, Marxist-style policies in, in, uh, around the world, wherever they exist. Are they more just? Are they more fair? It, it sure doesn't hell seem that way to me. Altruism, where does uh, that come in? It doesn't come in. See, both altruism and solidarity are very strong instincts which guided man in the small group where we serving known other persons when his efforts were directed to the needs of familiar people. Now, we have grown as rich as we are because we Again, he's highlighting that when the needs are 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 from of familiar people, so we are all neighbors. So you know, we we all get a cup of milk, a glass of milk, right, or a gallon of milk, or whatever. So the needs of the familiar people are what he's talking about. Now, let me just finish. Let him say this. Rest. We replace this by a system where we no longer work for the known needs of known other people, and no longer use the known assistance of other people but where our effort is completely guided by price signals which force the individual means that I must use my resources or else a maximum excess of what resources is sacrificed for the purpose. People will inherently buy or not buy based on what they can afford. <laughs> right? So in... in you're going to have, no matter what you think, you're going to have what they consider to be inequities in the economic system. Now, this is three and a half minutes. I'm going to just let this play out, and this will, this will tie it all together. Check this part out. Welcome to Essential Hayek. I'm Don Boudreau, professor of economics at George Mason University, senior fellow at the Fraser Institute, and blogger at Cafe Hayek. This video is part of the Fraser Institute's initiative, to present the key ideas of F.A. Hayek in an easily accessible format. In this video, we explore one of Hayek's best-known ideas and perhaps his most profound insight, the role of prices in conveying information. All economists understand that people make decisions based on the costs they face and the benefits they expect to receive. In most cases, the key cost of a decision is the price the person faces to purchase a good or service. This idea is complex, so let's simplify it with an example. This is Sarah. Sarah loves coffee and prefers Colombian coffee, which she buys from her local grocery store. The local store usually sells her favorite coffee to her for $10. Sarah doesn't know any of the details or costs of how the coffee beans are grown, the irrigation at the coffee farm, how the beans are roasted, or how the coffee is transported to her store. All she knows is that her favorite Colombian coffee costs $10 and that it's worth it to her given the enjoyment she gets from drinking Colombian coffee. But what happens if bad weather in Colombia severely damages the coffee crop there? 
bad weather and crop damage means fewer coffee beans from Colombia, and that results in the price of Colombian coffee going up. So when Sarah next goes to her local grocery store, she finds that the price of her favorite Colombian coffee is now $20. Sarah doesn't know why the price went up, nor does she need to know why. The increased price sends her a signal that prompts her to make an informed decision. She can pay $20 for her favorite Colombian coffee, but the higher price for Colombian coffee means that she'll have to give up more of something else to buy that coffee. In fact, Sarah is likely to voluntarily choose to buy another type of coffee, one perhaps even at a lower price than her normal Colombian coffee, say, Indonesian coffee, which costs $9. So even though Sarah doesn't have any of the information about why the price of Colombian coffee changed, she makes the same decision, based purely on the change in price that she observes in her grocery store, that she would have made had she known that a weather disaster in Colombia destroyed much of that country's coffee crop. What Hayek explained and clarified is that people make decisions as if they have incredible amounts of information about why the price of a good or service is what it is, when in fact they have little or no information about why the price is what it is. They simply know what the price is, and that is sufficient to prompt each of us to act as if we know vast quantities of facts about economic reality that we can't possibly really know. To learn more and download Essential Hayek for free. So there you go. I mean, to me, that just, I realized that was kind of like childlike and shit. But, I mean, the reason why I'm trying to say that there is not an inflationary time right now is, and in, in the reason why I think, anyway, the, the media is, is freaking out about it, is because of basic supply and demand, right? Like, we've been in this lockdown worldwide for a year. Supply lines are damaged between between shipping, uh, uh, manufacturing supply lines where you need microchips to build a vehicle. I can't even go find a Ford Edge because the, the problem's in the supply line there, right? So because of, of the supply line is having problems, is disrupted, you get a higher demand as we reopen. And inherently, the basic formula is if supply uh, decreases and demand increases, prices go up. It's a very simple formula. If demand decreases and supply increases, there's an abundance of toilet paper, then the price comes down. And the reason why I'm saying people are are pushing this inflationary theory and, and ignoring the supply-demand side of the economic argument because, well, they, they believe in a centralized controlled system and that the Fed and or governments must intervene in these systems in order for uh, calm to remain, right? <laughs> That's not really what it is. It's a matter of manipulating the markets for themselves to get the most money out of what's at whatever's happening. The biggest thing that is important in all of this is none of us fucking knows what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> Economists can say they can predict what's going to happen tomorrow, but look at it on a basic level. There are major supply line uh, you know, headwinds right now, and that isn't going to go away anytime soon. That is going to continue for probably six months to a year. Just look at ammo. It's still 50 cents a round. So it's not even getting close to being fixed yet. 
right? So you're seeing prices increase because demand is increasing through the summer months as well as coming out of this this uh, whatever the hell this thing was, this lockdown. People are coming out of lockdowns. Inherently, you're going to see price increases. That's not inflation. But Bloomberg's economist and Jamie Dimon's meatheads all go on Bloomberg and left-wing CNBC and push this inflationary theory because they want cheap money. They don't want the Fed to raise rates. So that's, I mean, that doesn't really make sense in a, in a high level, but they, they, want, they love the cheap money. China loves the cheap money. They're absolutely thrilled that they don't have to pay interest on their, on their trillions of dollars of U.S. debt right now. That's going to change, which means they usually manipulate their currency. When China manipulates their currency, China sees inflation. Now, who's most affected by inflation? Can I afford a, a $15 bottle of... Uh, or a can of, of coffee instead of a $10 snap. I'll easily just spend five bucks more, right? Can I spend, can I fill up my tank 50 bucks instead of 30 bucks? Bam. I just fill it up for 50 bucks instead, right? Now you go to China and you got to fill up your tank for 50 bucks versus 30 bucks. That's a whole different world. So China is trying to manipulate the discussion about inflation because they benefit from the current economic systems the most. Does that make any kind of sense? Absolutely, man. Makes complete sense. Absolutely love that. That was just a perfect description uh, of that. Uh, it was great. A um, lot of comments out there. <laughs> Lots of comments out there. Uh, Just V had said that she disagrees. Um, totally disagree with that. Knowing the price of something hasn't given me any knowledge about the process. Uh, Belushi said it's called the scarcity model. Uh, Mickey says the markets are completely uh, manipulated or are definitely manipulated. So anyways, it, it's, this is stuff that, uh, you know, my generation learned in, in high school. Like I took advanced economic theory and uh, uh, advanced AP college economics, uh, macroeconomics, uh, the, my senior year in high school and aced them both. And people are like, Oh, you you didn't go to college. Well, college doesn't teach you Hayek's theory. They teach you that his, his theory has major flaws in it because of equity. <laughs> they make the equity argument. And so they, therefore the most economic theory that's taught out there right now is Keynesian economics, which is garbage economics. And it, and it's why the markets are and our, our countries are mo- are manipulated by the Federal Reserve and Fed banking and the rest. So I'll grant you we don't live in a Keynesian or we live in a Keynesian economics. Uh, but but, um, you know, it, it, sh- it doesn't change good economic theory. <laughs> Economics needs to be taught in school again. That's correct, Kristen. I agree. So anyways, I hope you guys, I don't know if you guys like that or not. Maybe you're like, dude, really? <laughs> but I thought you guys might find it interesting. And I'm not obviously an expert in, in a, a scholar in economic theory. But if you understand the basis of, of the discussion of supply, demand, and, and you know, pricing at, therein, you can, you can basically apply good economic theory to pretty much anything. And right now, with the way that the debt, corporate debt is and everything else, you know, you don't have good economic theory fundamentals in, in corporations right now. Corporations are highly leveraged on debt. But you also have uh, um, Americans have their least amount of debt and their highest amount of savings in like two decades or something like that. So you also have major buying power out there, which means, again, 
if the supply line is is damaged, the prices are going to go up. People are going to be waiting to spend their money for when those prices come down, or they'll spend it in a different way, which in turn, you know, adjust a free market normally if you let it just happen. But anyways, I don't know. I th- I I I love economic theory, and it's been a while since I studied it, so I figured I'd freshen myself up on it and do it live, and probably say a few things that are completely wrong. So if I got something wrong, help me learn some more. Um, and maybe we can all learn together on, on different things that are out there. This caught my eye, Joe. That took way too long. A deal reached for ex-White House counsel McGahn's testimony. McGahn will, will only be questioned about information attributed to him in the publicly available portions of the Mueller report. How does that work, man? So I guess I think he's getting like, uh, what is it, presidential immunity or whatever it's called. Uh, I forgot what it's called. I just lost it. But uh, McGahn will answer questions in a private, in private, from a House Judiciary Committee in an apparent resolution of a long-standing dispute over his testimony. Democrats who run the committee have sought McGahn's testimony for two years as part of the investigation of obstruction of justice that was disproven. But nonetheless, they're still going after it. So there's, I, I don't know. I, I just think they're going to continue to go after Trump every chance they get, especially once he starts doing more public appearances. So keeping an eye out for that. This caught my eye today. I'm just going to zip through these, Joe, so we can get to, um, well, actually, this one I can talk about a little bit, uh, but then the, the last one I'll just zip through so we can get to your uh, rapid fire. What's up, Seal Ooh. Goober? Sorry, Joe. <laughs> yeah, he says, buy American. <laughs> right. There's, a, there's the first thing you can do, absolutely. <laughs> Some ethics classes would help, uh, too. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> gonna yep. find someone to teach teach ethics first. Maybe we could start with teaching them the fucking Bible. That'd be a good start. Uh, nephew of Italian Prime Minister alleges CIA and Leonardo SPA involvement in November 2020 election fraud. Wait a minute, you're telling me that the CIA was involved in election fraud? That just no fucking way. The CIA never gets involved in elections. Never the, heard of it. I want to actually read this, so I'm going to go through this quickly, guys. The presidential election held in November 2020 was a kaleidoscope of foreign interference from the parent company of Dominion Voting Systems Incorporated, receiving a $400 million infusion from a subsidiary of a Swiss CCP slush fund within a month of the election, to Dominion's intellectual property being held by the Hong Kong and Shanghai Baking Corporation, HSBC, as collateral. American citizens face the uh, unique problem of trying to identify trying to identity, which part of their election system is actually controlled by Americans. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, just before January 6th, an Italian lawyer named Alfio de Russo, in a signed statement, alleged that Arturo de Elia, de Elia? Yeah, something like that, uh, uh, an Italian programming prodigy whose work experience included the U.S. Air Force's Office of Special Investigations and NATO, confessed to an election cyber attack using military encryption. In D'Urso's video statement, he states that D'Elia's involvement in the cyber attack is known by security uh, services official. To date, these allegations have been difficult to corroborate as D'Elia was arrested in December 2020 and is currently being held in the Salerno under house arrest. Equally curious in the time frame of the alleged crime, which is 2015 to 2017. Uh, Maria Zach, who originally broke the story, stated that the arrest of Dahlia uh, for a crime he apparently committed three years ago was to keep him from fleeing the country and testifying about the cyber attack. Sounds like what they did to Assange. 
With this backdrop, CD Media is releasing a letter obtained from former Trump, uh, President Trump's legal team that, like many intriguing allegations out of Italy <laughs> and the Vatican, provides more questions than answers. The letter to the president is extremely similar in content and structure, and structure to a D'Urso's affidavit, but was written weeks later and includes more details, such as the names of an Italian general and a business magnate. Carlo Goria, the author, uh, is the nephew of the 46th Prime Minister of Italy, Giovanni Goria. Based on the letterhead and uh, address listed, he is affiliated with the American firm U.S. Aerospace Partners and a private security firm, G7 International. Uh, a, a, a trained Italian linguist noted particular peculiarities in the letter, such as basic misspellings that suggest it was hastily written or put through a translation tool. These errors, along with the incorrect details, Delia was a consultant to Leonardo, not the IT manager, have been fodder for the mainstream media debunking of this story. Sources familiar with the legal team stated that Mr. Goria was attempting to reach President Trump directly by sending the letter through Rudy Giuliani. Oh, so that's why they're going after Rudy. <laughs> CD Media cannot confirm that it is an intended recipient actually read the letter. The serious allegations in the letter should be pursued so that they can be proven either true or false. That'd be too much to ask. We'll just we'll just call it false because we don't want this story to get any traction. Right, media? Here you go. Here's the letter here. And uh, the, uh, the, the original letter as well. So I don't know, Joe. I mean... <laughs> What I'm not quite sure what more there is to this. I'm sure that if people wanted to dig into those companies, there's probably more there. Uh, maybe people follow the money with them, they might be able to find more. But that's probably the main story that I see today. We talked about that original uh, when that happened. Actually, I remember you and I talking about it. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, for now, it's just an interesting story. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, that it's super interesting for sure. I, I'm still like. As you're reading, I have all these questions going off uh, at the same time you're reading it. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess we'll just I guess we'll just have to wait and sort of see what happens. But, um, you know, about fraud and, and everything else, you know, it just seems like there's so many stories out there about fraud in general that how can they still keep saying there's no fraud? <laughs> that's my question why there's obviously fraud everywhere there's fraud in arizona there's fraud in michigan new hampshire there's fraud from italy now the cia i mean geez how much more do we have to expose so people wake up and realize the majority of our elections have been completely stolen from us in one way or another there, there's plenty of evidence if people just want want to go find it it's a matter of if they choose to believe it or not <laughs> i guess yeah, is what it comes yeah. down to there's the key. Yep. Good point. Uh, BB Lady Q says, anyone having uh, problems with Foxhole Chat? No, I have not had any problems. Um, there were some problems the other day. Excuse me. But uh, as far as I can tell today, it's working just fine. Yep. I think everything's been good. So the last thing I had for today um, was USA investigating mounting reports of mysterious Havana syndrome. Uh, we've talked several times about, um, you know, those uh, diplomats that were down in Cuba that ended up with a serious illnesses. And then we heard that there was more potentially happening in DC, not, not in Cuba, but here in the United States. Um, uh, uh, re reports continue to emerge about mysterious Havana syndrome. 
uh, type directed energy attacks against Westerners, U.S. agencies are directing their own energies towards solving what is behind the ailments. Officials at the State Department, the CIA, the Pentagon reportedly are working to uncover the cause of incidents that, check this out, that may have occurred in Australia, China, Cuba, Georgia, Poland, Russia, and you can't miss Taiwan. More re- most recently, claims emerged that Havana Syndrome incidents took place on American soil, including in Alexandria, Virginia, Miami, Florida, and near the White House in D.C. The, the syndrome, according to its victims, includes severe vertigo fat- fatigue, crushing headaches, and hearing loss. The malady is named for its locale where it first reported by American officials being stationed abroad. The first known incidents took place in November of 2016 when American diplomats and the CIA officers in Havana, Cuba, said they felt strangely ill. The symptoms were so extreme, so widespread, afflicting more than two dozen people that Washington eventually brought home more than half of the embassy staff and their families and banned family members from joining future assignments. Citing the malady, the U.S. Department issued a warning to Americans, quote, Numerous U.S. Embassy Havana employees uh, suffered demonstrable and sometimes debilitating injuries during their stay in Huma, stay in Havana, excuse me, the department wrote on its website. Quote, after uh, affected individuals have exhibited a range of physical symptoms, including ear complaints, hearing loss, dizziness, headaches, fatigue, cognitive issues, which is interesting, visual problems, and difficulty sleeping. We continue to investigate the health of diplomats so far, so on. Increasingly alarmed by a bevy of similar reports, American officials, including CIA Director William Burns and former Director uh, St- Defense Secretary Chris Miller, have said that the syndrome must be caused or must be addressed. Um, so I, I guess what is actually happening is a, a major probe into whatever the hell this shit is, man. So, it, I mean... <laughs> When we talk about uh, us being at war, right, and and some of it breaking out into the open like Q tried to tell us and try to explain to people, another reason why I think Q was effective is having people understand that we really are at war. It's not it's not a usual war, but we are at, we're at a fight for our country. And when diplomats and, and people that are in, involved in the U.S. government abroad get attacked with some kind of directed energy weapons – that isn't that an act of war? Isn't that an example of it breaking out into the open? And I don't think people really believe that that's really what's happening, bro. Mm, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree a hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say other than what you did, to be honest with you. It, it's, I, I mean, I can understand being skeptical of it, but I, there's plenty of examples of, of uh, us being at war while not at war, such as, you know, a shipping stuck in a canal or an explosion at a at a port in Houston or, uh, you know, maybe even that power outage was was uh, was an attack of some kind. You know, the pipeline attack, uh, dozens of others that have been happening, um, you know, thousands of missiles being flown into to Israel. Uh, there's there. It's clear that there's a lot happening in the world and it's. um. You know, we'll just do what we can to just at least report on it. I don't know what to make of it. I don't think, I don't think we're headed towards World War III. I don't think the world's going to end anytime soon. Like, I think we're, I think we're just at the beginning of, of a revolution that's going to change the world. Uh, and I think the future is bright. But uh, man, it doesn't look that way right now. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for sure. But again, we got to look at all the little things, right? And and I think that's the that's what we keep focusing on daily. 
Um, and it may, it, it makes sense. I mean, we can't look at the big picture. It's too hard to look at. It could change on a dime, but um, you know, it, it's definitely interesting for sure. Absolutely. Uh, BB lady Q. What, um, what browser are you using in the, did the browser update recently? Because it's more likely something on your end and they, you know, they, they don't have the time to work with you on your system to help you get it fixed, but do me a favor. Here's the link. Um, if you want to give it a try, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> Crap. I'll get a link over to you in chat after I reload it. Now that I just screwed up what I was trying to do. Anyways, there's that. I'll get a link over to you guys and give it a try and see if it's working for you. It might be a, your browser uh, updates, and sometimes the, the permissions don't don't work right. So it could be something with that. Uh, nonetheless, already at uh, 10 minutes to the top of the hour, which means – there you go, Joe. Thank you. Got it. I'll reset mine now. Uh, no which problem. means uh, it is time for the rapid fire segment, 30 seconds, and then Joe will let us know what he found to be interesting in the news today. right all right all right what do you got bro all right just a few things oh let me get the share screen oh i didn't do it oh there there you go thank you very much appreciate that just a few things to go over with you guys real quick as i said i spent most of my day outside so i maybe i missed something you guys can call in and and and, uh let me know but uh this was interesting that i just found actually newsmax takes host off the air after he calls Israel the home country of Jewish Americans. So it says that (laughs) Stitchfield described Israel as his home country for Jewish Americans and that he was pulled from the show for the remainder of the week. They got uh, a Fox News host, Eric Bowling, announced that he will fill in Thursday and Friday for Stitchfield. Stitchfield does a good job. I don't understand what what's why is that offensive? I, I don't get it. I, I don't know. I don't watch Newsmax. I can't. I just can't. Wouldn't, but interesting nonetheless. I mean, wouldn't Jewish Americans consider Jerusalem and Israel to be their home country? Or no? I mean, or no? I don't. I, <laughs> Does that mean they're not allowed here? Is that, is, send them back home? Is that, what the, is that what the assumption is? I don't know, but... <laughs> I can't, even go. I gotta, I I can't figure on. out why people are mad. Because uh, they can be. Um, just a quick update from RT. Uh, IDF announces Israel ground troops attacking the Gaza Strip. Uh, this was not too long ago that this dropped. It, it, there's a ton of stuff still going on. Uh, according to Israel Defense Forces, the IDF air and ground troops are currently attacking in the Gaza Strip. Um, so we're just kind of keeping an eye on things that's going on over there. And I just wanted to kind of update you guys on that. If I were them, I would do a full blown operation and seize control of all Palestinian territory and turn it into a fucking police state until they figure out how these people are going to live their life without wanting to kill other innocent people. That's what I would do. That seems like complete common sense and totally against the military industrial complex, but thanks for playing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so next one I found interesting uh, was, yeah, not Yahoo, not the greatest article, but deputies fired over school massacre to get jobs back. 
And which massacre was that? The one in Broward County, Florida, that is. Um, so a state investigative uh, commission found that Stambaugh was working an off-duty shift at the nearby school where he responded to reports of shots fired at Stoneman Douglas. He got out of his truck, put his bulletproof vest on, and took cover for about five minutes after hearing the shots, according to the body camera footage. Stambaugh then drove to the nearby high school instead of going towards the school. Unfreaking believable. So pretty interesting information coming out about that. Coward. Uh-huh. Tennessee Governor Bill uh, Lee signs a bill requiring burial of cremation of fetal remains, which seems like complete common sense. And why do we have to do this in 2021? But here we are. Uh, so obviously he had to sign the bill under law requires burial of cremation or cremation of remains of surgically aborted babies. Alrighty then. Good. Protect the unborn. Yes. Uh, Middle District of Florida, uh, Nokomo's man sentenced to more than 27 years in federal prison for child exploitation. Um, Not much to say about this one. Just the same old stuff day after day. This was out of the U.S. of Immigrations and Customs Enforcement's defense contractor employees at Orange County men arrested for allegedly theft and sale of government-owned technical orders following HSI uh, investigation. Um, this was pretty interesting. Uh, it says special agents and law enforcement's partner to arrest the, uh, an employee of Department of Defense contractor on a criminal complaint alleging he unlawfully sold United States Air Force technical data to Orange County man who then illegally resold the data to customers. Very interesting. Sir Sarfraz Yusuf, who could have known? Didn't see that one coming, did you? They also arrested a Mark Chavez. Next one I had for you is out of Zero Hedge. Pentagon uh, evacuates 120 personnel from the Israel Israel as security situations unravel. Um, so more interesting news coming out of Israel. This was super interesting, too. Uh, this was just an NBC article. But U.S. Marine Major Christopher Warnagiris, I believe it is, close enough, is arrested for participating in Capitol Riot. Um, it says an active duty U.S. Marine officer has been arrested and charged with participating in the in the in the invasion of the in the invasion of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th by mob supporters of the Donald then Donald Trump uh, President Donald Trump and still uh, so 40 year old um, Major Christopher uh, is accused of pushing his way past the line of police protecting the Capitol and forcing his way through the doorway at the East Rotunda of the Capitol. Interesting news coming out there. He's been radicalized. Jeez, that guy is radical for wanting his country back. Going into a public building that we kind of, I don't know. Anyways, um, this out of the FCCED main uh, spec- suspect in Vatican's London real estate money laundering case arrested in the UK. Wait a minute. There's money laundering in the UK, in London, in the Vatican? I don't get it. I'm just confused. The main suspect in the Vatican's corruption investigation into a London real estate venture was taken into custody Tuesday in London after it appeared uh, for his first extradition hearing, his lawyer said. 
nothing to see here. British authorities were act, uh, acting on an arrest warrant issued last month by a Rome judge, according to Torzi, of false billing, tax evasion, and money laundering. Torzi, of course, denied the allegations. This probe has been going on for nearly two years, and no one's been indicted. Not a surprise. Contracts show top Holy See officials signed off on Torzi's involvement in the deal, and even Pope Francis knew about it. <laughs> Imagine that. Interesting stuff there. Uh, DeSantis, as per usual, just dropping bombs to party. He's going to pardon Floridians that charged got charged with violating COVID mask and social distancing restrictions. He will sign a reprieve for 60 days. And then uh, when clemency boards meet, pardons will be issued any uh, for any Florida, Florida, Floridian. There we go. Who may have outstanding infractions for things like masks and social distancing. Good idea, brother. I like it. I like it. Get rid of it. Wisconsin bill would provide national anthem before sporting events. We are still one country. This is super cool. I don't care. It's Tony Evers that's doing it. He said he'd sign the bill, which saw par, uh, bipartisan support in the Wisconsin assembly. I don't care. He's a Democrat. I actually appreciate this. This should be put into every freaking state period. Period. I, lo- I love the idea. I just wish Wisconsin would also fix the get uh, Zuckerberg out of future elections. Outlaw that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> a few other things too, but it's still one, one good step, right? One good step. Yep. India's anti uh, graft agency files money laundering case against home minister, Anil Dashmukin, something like that. It's just an interesting story I found in FCCD as well. The enforcement directorate, the ED, on Tuesday registered a case of money laundering, surprise, against former, is it Maharashtra, I believe, home minister, Anil Deshmukh. The case under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act, the PMLA, was registered on the basis of an FIR filed by the Central Bureau of Investigations, said people familiar with the development. Uh, this is, you know, in Mumbai area. So that's what it kind of, uh, we kind of discussed pre-show. It's a lot of stuff kind of going on in that area, isn't there? Actually, this is, Mumbai, is that? That's in um, India, isn't it? India, yes, sorry, yeah. Mumbai Police Commission, interesting. Plenty of, uh, he must have pissed somebody off because, I mean, every. It's standard business nowadays that everybody does things business that way. But, you know, know. unless you piss somebody off and then you you get busted for it. Every day there's like a money laundering story in so many different ways. And you're absolutely right. It's like, well, we we already all know that this is standard operating procedures. Yet all these people are getting busted. What's going on? Super interesting. Let me finish up with these last two documents. Uh, I don't know why this is super interesting to me, but firefighters could be fired for Bryant photos. And I know I've talked about this a while back. But Vanessa, his wife, Bryant, Vanessa Bryant, um, Kobe's wife, is filing documents, uh, a federal lawsuit against Los Angeles County that alleges invasion of privacy. I'm just wondering why she's trying so hard to make sure that these pictures do not get released. I mean, understandably so. If there's like pictures of him mangled or something, you know, nobody wants to see that. I get it. 
or was there pictures of not him? I don't know, but interesting nonetheless. There's something that was off with that, so I could see why you're like, hmm, maybe there's something here with this. Because I watched the flight pattern of the helicopter when it was released, and something was super suspicious about it. Last one I had for you was the University of South Carolina president quits, says trust is lost. Um, I can't recall the lady who recently, um, but anyways, yeah, the embattled president of the University of South Carolina has resigned days after he delivered a commencement address marred by allegations of plagiarism. Yeah, Chad, um, we were trying to think, wasn't there an Obama admin official or somebody like Susan Rice or someone like, not Susan Rice, but somebody like that, that was, wasn't, wasn't it? Appointed to a university in South Carolina, or was it the University of South Carolina? I can't remember. It may have been a, a different uh, university, but yeah, just you know, interesting nonetheless. Absolutely, I believe it was the same university that uh, the lady that uh, was a former Obama, I believe, head of um, like education or something, uh, went there, and maybe that's why this is getting announced. Who knows? But anyways, that's the rapid fire for today, brother. Back to you. Sounds good. Good stuff, as always. We want to take your guys' calls, so give me a minute and a half of your time. And let's see. if It looked like I had to refresh uh, the stream there in Foxhole. Yeah, I was going to say, I had to give it a quick refresh. It looks like it's going back to normal now, guys. Back up, good to go. So if you guys want to hop back over to the Foxhole, it should be, should be good to go right now. Let me get this back up so I can uh, see you guys over there in chat. Rise the Tire, USA. Uh, dot com. Check that website out. Go, go head over there right now. Check it out. RiseAttireUSA.com. When you go to RiseAttireUSA.com, if you are an FBI agent, you have to buy that clown mask that's on the front page. You, you can buy that. Only you are allowed to buy that. The rest of you can get some friggin' sweet gear and get a 10% discount by putting discount code ABEWAVE in. It'll help us out. It'll help Rise Attire out, and you'll get some sweet gear. Stand by a minute and a half of your time, and we will take your calls. We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago. But now, we see it as the final battlefront of the information war of good versus evil. So, get in. We're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free. Guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code ABEWAVE for 10% off your first purchase. And I am proud to have Rise Attire as a sponsor of UncensoredAve.com as well as the Brothers Uncensored show. So do me a favor, go over there and get some, get a sweet foxhole shirt or Methods gear or red pill gear or just in general some cool stuff. I love the Illuminati shirt. I think those are the 
ask me about the Illuminati, the stuff like that. Those are that's cool shit. That's a uh, you know potential red pill when you're just cruising around at the mall or some shit. So check it uh, out. Yeah, yeah, man. So, Abe Wave, there's a discount code. Don't forget, guys. Abe Wave, get 10% off. Indeed. Also, if you want some uh, Brothers Uncensored gear, check out the website. Uh, that link has been dropped in the chat several times, but you can just go to uncensoredabe.com and click on store if you want to get yourself some I want my news uncensored gear. So check that out when you get time. I see Glenn is anxiously awaiting some uh, his news blitz of his own, I assume. So we'll get Glenn in here and see what he's up to. I want to say hello to Tracy, Cold Talker, Goober, Amy Joe, and the other mods out there. Appreciate you guys very much. Do me a favor, guys, if you guys would uh, all say a quick prayer for my sisters who are returning from setting arrangements for my father, uh, assuming he's uh, probably you know about two months out from um, from going to the other side and, and living the rest of his life with our mother. So. Uh, do me a favor, say a prayer for my sisters and give them the strength to uh, to get through this tough time. Appreciate your guys' support on that front. Glenn is in the house. How are you today, sir? Uh, hello, Abe. Hello, Joe. And hello, everybody out there in mystery land. What's up, uh, Glenn? Uh, not much. Uh, Glenn, well, your mic's hot if you can come down here. Oh, great. Again? That's uh, better. That's, that's better. actually better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just put it down further. Uh prayers to your sisters may they Thank find you. the strength they need to do what they need to do here let me mute that amen, amen. thank you for that. Thanks, man. <laughs> i forgot that was even on i don't even hear it anymore half the time uh and abe you were saying that it was a slow news day right uh well, well you just, made up your... just of stuff that i care about there's all kinds of garbage <laughs> news out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is all kinds of garbage news out there uh, I'd like to remind everybody uh, one thing. The uh, Code Ninjas uh, said that they would not be releasing any information about the audit. Uh, so any information you hear, don't trust. Like uh, supposedly there's 17% uh, difference in the ballots from what they have and what they're supposed to have. I don't trust that. Uh, the other one where... Good advice. Um, the server wiped. Well, maybe somebody got a hold of a memo. I'm not sure. So, be careful on what you hear about the Arizona election audits. Yeah, that's yep. good advice. And if they're not going to release the information, they're going to just give it to the Senate. And then maybe if we hear senators talk about it, that'd be a source to trust. I would, I would, I would agree with that, Glenn. Yeah, I mean that's what we were told because of their contract, they could not release any data. And it would be all in the final report. Uh, let's see. Um, note here that I found earlier, uh, the IRS, somebody's not going to like this one. The IRS is treating crypto as property, not currency. What this allows them to do is to tax you anytime you buy and sell crypto. This was from Fox Business. I heard it on the air this morning. So uh, the IRS is going to tax you, I guess, like a stock, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's all. That's where, that's why it's becoming an, an issue, is because before you could just not tell them, and basically you could, you know, money launder it. Um, but they have to know. Uh, they have, they, they still have to know if you have crypto, and that the reason, the way they have to know is by you reporting it. So. 
you can still get around it. I wouldn't recommend it. I I would I would going forward probably I would guess that they'll have official new rules in place before next tax season though. So going before this year you're fine, mm-hmm. but going into next year's taxes, I wouldn't play around with it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're really trying to grab more money. Is all they're trying to do. Uh, a little funny one here. Uh, apparently, from the Daily Wire, Don Levin tells liberals, believe in the science, take off your mask. <laughs> wow. Or you remember who Don Lemon is, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, Belushi's right. It wasn't, uh, it's, it hasn't been decided yet, but they're just talking about it. So good good call on that front. Thank you for Belushi. But yeah, go figure. Uh, the truth comes out. You know what I'm saying? There's also good data out there now about why lockdowns are pointless and actually harm uh, everything more so than anything. Imagine that. Yeah, well, uh, CDC today released a report that says you can take off your mask inside if you've had the vaccine. Now, my stupid king governor is saying, no, we're just going to keep going with what we're going until I decide. Uh, Trump's supposed to be resuming uh, MAGA rallies in June and July. I guess that's been pushed back a little bit. Uh, Let's see, where else? I got to go back up here. I jumped down a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm hearing um, definitely by July. Right. Now, here's one for you. Chicago has apparently released more than 1,000 feral cats into the streets. <laughs> well, that'll help the rat problem. <laughs> well, that's what the idea is. It's hoping to end its long-running ranking as the rat capital of the U.S., I thought New York had that. Wouldn't won't we you already just have end, a, Won't you just end up with a bunch of feral rats running around? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is, is we have tons and tons of rats in Chicago, so good luck getting rid of all of them. <laughs> yeah, well, right. oh, a thousand cats. Well, that might help a little bit. Oh, those are but, not the rats I'm talking about, though. I'm talking oh, about yeah, the those, political rats. Yeah, good yeah. Luck well, rid of those. those. Those Don't worry can't... about those, folks. We're going to get rid of the other rats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Israeli Defense Force is calling up 9,000 reserve soldiers. Uh, Ted Cruz is asking the Biden administration to ensure that Israel has an adequate supply of Iron Dome missiles. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lebanese support security forces reportedly arrested the individual south of Tyree who fired rockets at Israel. Yeah, I found that was interesting that they sent the uh, security forces to arrest them. Um, yeah. Getting, but, you know, getting intel from them, you know. Well, it's Lebanese security forces, not Israeli. So that's a little bit interesting in itself. Yeah, there's, there's, they've been, all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans on this. I can, I can probably talk about this. There, you know how they had, um, oh, what's it called? Damn it. The, oh, yeah, that Abrams Accord or whatever it was. No, the African uh, Defense Forces. I forgot the name of it. Fuck. Oh, yeah, the uh, AUA. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember what they're called, but anyways, they've been infiltrating uh, <laughs> uh, the the high rank, the the um, police forces, security forces, and military. So. There's going to be some changes that are going to happen all of a sudden. It's going to be fun to watch. And I, I think <clears throat> what you're starting to see is is those 
those people who are there to actually help, you know, like actually help security and, and stop wars and stuff like that are starting to assert themselves. So I actually have a little bit of hope that the Lebanese Defense Force might actually be a partner going forward based on the Abraham Accords. Yeah, well, the way it looks like uh, Biden doesn't want to get involved with Israel, so he's just saying, oh, let's let's talk up a good game but pull our forces out. Uh, yeah, even though we have uh, an agreement of forces with Israel. Uh, Hamas is using suicide drones now to yeah. attack. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw uh, that too. There, it's just um, something kicked this off. I seriously think whatever happened to the Bashir nuclear plant is what kicked this off. It's it definitely has Iran's Iran and uh, Brennan's uh, fingerprints all over it. Yeah, it could go back to the uh, nuclear plant, or it could go back to the uh, uh, destruction of the uh, nuclear processing facility. Or they're blaming this all on six. Uh, evictions from the Palestinian uh, Gaza Strip area. That's what they say it is. At least that's what the, it goes back to. Yeah, the, that's what they I'm, say. I'm sure the the clueless ayatollahs and the rest of those idiots probably think that doing this will will bring Biden to the negotiating table as well and get them more money. I, let's hope and pray that that doesn't fucking happen. That we're already paying Palestinians to to kill people. Let's not do this for in Iran too. You're right. Uh, out of W politics, I'm sharing the screen with you now. Um, this is the thing about the uh, military commanding general that says unvaccinated soldiers are now considered non-deployable. So it's uh, at Fort Campbell specifically. So that guy will be remanded. <laughs> uh, Commanding General issued new guidelines for unvaccinated for the 101, 101st. Uh, unvaccinated will not be able to take a pass, cannot take leave, and cannot be deployed. Wow. Uh, and this goes back, I, I first started hearing about this one about a month ago uh, on another report uh, about the same thing where they were saying, well, let's see if we can, we're going to do this, but it hasn't been enacted yet. Uh, but this goes back about a month, if I remember right. I don't agree with the the policy by any means. That said, you sign your life away to to the government, and they'll do whatever they think is best because you are and you're basically money to them. You're an asset to them, and your body is an asset to them. They're more concerned about that than whether or not you uh, want the choice of freedom to be able to decide. Yeah, he's uh, he's so scared because uh, soldiers may travel. Uh, throughout the United States or other places and bring it back to the rest of the soldiers who are vaccinated who should not be able to get the uh, virus. If <laughs> if you want to go that route, uh, let's see. Which one oh, yeah, Bales, Bale, good to see you out there, brother. He says it's the South African National Defense Force. Thanks, Bales. Appreciate it, brother. Okay, thanks, Bales. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, like... Like this national file report I was talking about with the Arizona audit. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it because there's not supposed to be any real information coming out. Uh, Arizona Senate president recently sent a letter to Maricopa outlining the major issues discovered already in the audit and offering to settle them without additional subpoenas. Uh, Just says, come on in. 
and we'll talk about it. Well, here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing, Glenn. The, 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 it says that he added that 35 out of 100 is 17.5%. 10 out of 200 is 5%. So they're talking about these pat, these these batch totals and stuff. This is the same percentage that I've seen for the last week. And you're telling me that it hasn't gone. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would not trust anything because of what we've been told. Yeah. Uh, but, but there were, was that letter that went out that somebody intercepted supposedly. And this was in that letter sort of. Yeah. I had that same article as well, Glenn. I just, and I agree with you completely. It just seems like there's so much information and disinformation with all of it right now. Right. In the end, I, I, the only thing that really, that really matters is, they're going to get to the bottom of what the problem was. I believe that they're going to get to the bottom of what the fraud was. And I think the state legislature will make uh, policy changes for future elections based off of that. That's the yeah. only thing that's going to come out of this anyway. So well, people trying to spin this for. into some kind of uh, thing where it's going to get Trump brought back into office, I think, is, I think just no, don't no, understand no. the facts. They don't understand the Constitution if they, don't, if they think that. Uh, the only thing it could do is get Congress changed over. But and if we're hopeful enough that Arizona shows all this problems with the machines, even with just the machines themselves, that would force the whole United States to change their machines. Yeah, that that's the that's the big hope. Yeah. That's my big hope. Yep. Uh, truth news. Actually, it's it wasn't Lebanon that targeted. Um, it was Hezbollah via through Iran. So there's. There's kind of groups of Hezbollah and and Iran-backed uh, militants, not necessarily in Lebanon. So it's not it's not fair to say Lebanon is the one that attacked Israel. Okay. N- no, 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 no. That was uh, arrested somebody. Lebanon arrested. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just saying that it was the, that Lebanon targeted. Lebanon didn't target Israel. The Hezbollah rebel rebels backed by Iran are the ones that targeted Israel. Oh, okay. I missed that. I uh, uh, message on the screen there. All right. It seems like the Biden administration is getting smacked with a lawsuit for COVID aid discrimination. This goes back to uh, a conservative legal group is filing a lawsuit with against the SBA, alleging the agency prioritized restaurants owned by minorities and women when allocating COVID-19. Yeah, that was it. We all saw it. We all saw that coming a long time ago when that first came out where, oh, if you've got a minority or woman-owned business, you can get these loans. But if you're a white guy in a business, you can't. You know what's nope. hilarious is the mainstream media said the opposite was happening. They were saying that white people or the minorities weren't getting enough of the vaccines, and now they're saying they're getting a lawsuit for the opposite? <laughs> right. Who cares? I, mean, the white House... it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's like... It's yeah, you know but, you know how it is. It's uh, they're equal. <laughs> anything that's that that perception of of equality obviously is a problem. Yeah, it was. Uh, White House argued that women and minorities have been hurt the most by the COVID pandemic. Bullshit. I'm sorry. Everybody's been hurt by this blessed non-virus. Uh, apparently, yesterday or last couple of days, uh, a Virginia gas station charged almost seven dollars per gallon for gas uh it was 6.99 uh, 
but they started out at five ninety nine, then jumped to six ninety nine. Uh, option A, seven dollar gasoline. Option B, no gasoline. Pick one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. That's that goes against their emergency uh, routine of uh, uh, overpricing everything. Uh, oh yeah. Well, uh, first and foremost, they know that you know this gouging. is going to be get, getting into traveling. You know, people are going to be traveling around this time, and it, it's absolutely ridiculous that it's happening. Secondly. If, uh, you know, the Democrats believe in the Green New Deal, um, all of them should just stay home and walk everywhere that they're going to instead of drive. And maybe that will fix this. Yeah, I go back to the point where I'm looking at what they're doing here. Oh, apparently uh, the uh, Coastal Pipeline paid the five million dollars. Uh, that was another thing I saw uh, to get the pipeline up and running. Now, from what I'm seeing, something's weird. Something is definitely weird. We got Biden on day one. You drop killing... screen share, please. Oh, drop. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> we got uh, Biden killing uh, all new fracking, killing the Keystone, and killing all new all leases on federal government land. Okay, then we get this pipeline. Then we get Mich- uh, Michigan Governor Whitmer killing a pipeline. All to push a Green New Deal that we're not ready for because we don't have the uh, vehicles and infrastructure ready for any of this kind of move. Something's weird. It just seems something weird to me. On well, that. It's, to me, it's pretty simple. I, honestly, um, you know, we were one of the major exporting factors of, of gas and oil last year. We've, uh, and that's the other thing that, you know, I don't understand. We supposedly have, what, 60 million barrels of, of reserve. So, so why didn't we dip into a little bit of the reserve if we needed to to fix this problem temporarily? Uh, but no one's talking about that either. But I really feel that it, it comes down to how ridiculous these, these companies are when things got shut down. They weren't making money. Trump. Uh, put into policies that made us uh, not have to worry about getting oil from anywhere else. And it, it blew. We all know if we follow the money and where that money leads to, that's why this is all happening now that Biden's in place is they're trying to, you know, basically re regroup or recap what they missed over the four years that Trump slammed them. Yeah, I know it's been happening pretty quick. I think they wanted to do it a lot slower. Now, as to the reserves, uh, the reserves may not have been able to be released because the pipeline was down. They've still got to go across some kind of pipeline to get to the states. No, these are well. How would what? I mean, these are these should be barrels. The the reserves should be barrels, not through, shot through the pipeline, right? These should be like no, stored no. somewhere. The reserve are in those big tanks, like you see along the highway, those white, those big white tanks. That's our reserve barrels, and those have got to go through a pipeline to get to where they got to go. Well, so the problem is, is that if that pipeline's down, it takes a week to to, to transport the same amount of of uh, of whatever oil or gas, or whatever it may be. It takes it takes a week to to send the same amount that it would take a you know a half a day to go through the pipeline. So they just can't keep up with the 
with the supply going through land or sea. Right. And they're saying it's going to take another week before they get up fully back up. Uh, I'm yep. glad I was not on my way to Florida when all this happened. Yep, gas okay. prices are going to be skyrocketing, and that means truckers are going to have to pay more money to to transport stuff, and that means that prices are going to go up even more. So, yep. I, I know I know one trucker on Facebook. He is about ready to quit because he can't afford to fill his tanks. It was he spent eighteen hundred dollars worth of gas of fuel last week and made a thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, he's ready to quit, and they're talking about a, a, a need for more truckers. How are you going to get more truckers when you can't even have them pay the bills? It costs them money to run. It's, they're not it, making the money know, out of it. We're constantly being – the American consumer is constantly being put under pressure financially. You know what I'm saying? It's like any chance we get to go to that, that uh, booming economy where – People really start to be able to really enjoy uh, the the more expensive stuff, and you know, improve their life, and you know, upgrade on cars and things like that. Instead, you know, we're under constant pressure, and and the middle class is constantly put under under uh, you know stress financially. I, that to me, that's not an accident. To me, that's that's a manipulation of to making sure that they're keeping it uh, that way. Yeah, no, I'm so- I'm wondering I'm wondering one thing uh, with the prices going up so much and doing what they're doing, are they going to make? Are they going to try and get rid of all the independent truckers? We ought to ask Texan all these questions. Well, that's what I was just going to say. He brought up because we had this discussion with him as well, um, and he just said that shut down the pipelines and put it back on the trains. And as we know, who owns the trains? The Rockefellers. Yeah. But no, we ought to ask Texan about uh, how his uh, his other truckers are doing with well, these prices. I didn't, I'm pretty sure he had a report as well that he saw a ton of trucks going into a bunch of these uh, refineries and stuff. I, I, if I recall correctly, that was not too long ago. He was right. see, see. no. I, I'm just. I would. My question to him would be, uh, how are the rest of the truckers feeling with these increased prices and not getting increased rates? Yeah, Are they they about ready to jump ship too. You know, I remember when they had when we were at the five dollar gallon, you know, whatever it was during the Obama administration. There was a lot of talk of of pressures to trucking, you know, and they, you know, we still made made it through it. But I think it mostly it just affects their bottom line. Obviously, they don't they're going to make less money if they got to have higher costs. Well, in this case, he was making he was actually having to pay to run the truck. He ran the thirty six hundred miles last week. Spent eighteen hundred dollars and got a thousand. Fuck that. Well, that's what uh, our our win pa sixty seven. They want all company drivers, not independent operators. Yeah. That's an interesting comment. Well, it's all unionized. Yep, it's all union. So, was Joe want? He wants all the unions to take over all the jobs and get rid of everybody that can make a a penny outside of the union. Uh, well, I've taken up too much of your time, guys. I've taken up over 25 minutes, and you got more callers online, I'm sure. So I'm going to let you go. Appreciate it, Glenn. Say thank, say thank you to all of you, and thank you to everybody in the in the uh, chats. Uh, much love, and uh, we'll talk again. And 
Have fun. Take care, Glenn. Appreciate it, Glenn. Have a good one, brother. Good stuff there, man. Sounds good. We got uh, Denise's in here. Yeah, there's another open phone line after if you guys want to hop in after Denise. So I look forward to that. And I didn't. I must not have missed too much because he had a couple of the same articles I had. So I must have did pretty good, even though I spent most of the day outside. <laughs> Denise, I see you up in there. All you have to do is unmute your mic. How are you today, Denise? Kristen, oh. said, Kristen, you okay out there? You're sick of being sore? Sorry to hear that. Hello. Denise, can you hear us okay? I can there. hear you. There she is. How are you today? I'm okay. Pewter was running a bit slow, so I couldn't unmute um, gotcha. as fast as I usually do. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, Tony Joe, did you see that uh, Koch Brothers story about uh, t- tied to that pipeline too? That's pretty interesting. What's Are on you your talking mind to me? Uh, no, someone in chat. Uh, the Koch brothers okay. have, have links to that pipeline. There's all kinds of in- interesting investors that are part of that pipeline, and Koch brothers being the main one. But uh, what's on your mind today, Denise? How are you? Well, just on that, I know when they had the um, the fuel crisis here, um, that they used the army's green goddesses to transport fuel around the country. So that could be an option. Um, what's what's they the haven't ar- got enough? Ooh, sorry, Denise, I may interrupt you. What's the army's green goddess? Green goddesses are fuel tankers. Army oh. fuel tankers, that's what they call them because they're green. Gotcha, gotcha. So they use them to transport fuel around the country. So you might end up with the army um, backing up you'd have to, fuel truckers. You'd have to wake up Biden long enough to say, hey, you want to do something about this pipeline or you just want to sit on your ass and watch it happen? <laughs> no, just like everything else. <laughs> wake let up, all sir. people over the borders and let the crisis go. Uh, you want to do something probably. about this, sir? What? Huh? What do you? What do you want? What are you talking about? What crisis? There isn't any crisis. No. What am I doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I've had a a funny couple of days, past couple of days, including today, um, ruminating on things, and I'm starting to slip down a zad slope um, because they're after. President Trump again, trying to indict him on a couple of things again. Yep, they're going to go after him, and they're not going to stop until they can get an indictment, and they probably will get one. I mean, it's just so corrupted at this point, they probably will get one. Because they don't want him anywhere near government. They don't want him in any place. They don't want him being elected again, that's for sure. Even if it's frivolous, even if it's like, even if it's just pointless and it's not really anything, they're going to get it in the news cycle and then they're going to use that against them. No doubt about it. Yeah. They don't want him anywhere near the White House. Mind you, I don't think he's that interested in going to the White House. I think he'd rather move the White, move the position somewhere else and open up the White House as a living museum to the people. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think the only way he can't run again is if he gets a if he's he's uh, indicted under a felony. I think I don't think misdemeanors. So they would have to go after him for a felony and he would have to get convicted of a felony. And then at that point, Mm. 
I, I don't, I, even then, I mean, Nixon ran. So. <laughs> no, I, mean, yeah. I mean, even then, I don't know if that would disqualify, if, if that actually disqualifies. I should do a dig on that and see. I'm not exactly sure. And they don't, they don't want him to be able to have rallies and support other Republicans either um, running up to 2022 because they know what's going to happen in 2022 if, if um, President Trump's making appearances left, right and centre. Um, they're going to lose House seats and they're going to lose Senate seats. Um, oh, no. And they're going to lose a lot of their, their power if he manages to get his people he supports in situ. So no part of the constitution disqualifies somebody for running for president. If they were convicted of a felony, there you go. They'll try it. They'll try anything. Yeah. They'll try anything. They're that desperate. It's the same with this Maricopa County thing. Um, They'll try everything to stop any of that coming out. Um, Because, once the report's in, the mainstream media has got absolutely no choice but to report on it. How are they going to not report on the one of the biggest news items, not only in the USA, but in the world? Because the whole world's watching what's going on. Well, they would do something like a gas shortage to make you look over here instead of over there, probably, right? The world is indeed Maybe. watching. Maybe. Yeah, I but think there's there I think there, there's a discussion that could be had there about that pipeline being a distraction actually. There's like, you know, look over here not there. I I'm with you. There's something there that I don't know exactly what, but it just feels that way, doesn't it? It does. It does, yes. Um because it it, it affects everything. If you've not got fuel energy um available, it affects Everything, and I mean everything. What you buy in the shops will be drastically reduced because there won't be the supply to be able to make a loaf of bread. Biden gets elected, and the chances of the United States getting hit with a catastrophic hurricane goes up by 50%. (laughs) That's that's coming next. (laughs) That's so true, but this is like I was just saying. I don't get it. Obviously, Trump made us... Uh, completely um, not not having to get foreign oil, right? He made us completely yeah. dependent in our own country. How do yeah. we go from that to $7 a gallon in five months? I, I mean, obviously, they're trying to push something super hard. And obviously, the pipeline in Michigan that we've talked about, the, the Keystone pipeline, I mean, there's just so much pipeline gas, pipeline gas. Why? Because they want you looking here and not there. I just feel like I just really, truly mm. feel that. It's, it's, it's been a horrendous five months. The only thing is he's shoving red pills left, right and center because I can't, I can't imagine that um, people who voted or allegedly voted for him are happy with the drastic turn of events in just five months let alone four years you know from what they had the tax cuts employment um independent energy supply etc etc to go from that to what they're facing now you know they, they must be having nightmares and what have we done 
Well, I know that they're saying what have we done because I've seen them saying what have we done, but it's too late now. They've got to live with that for four years. They've got to live with what they've done for four years. Yes, indeed. I, I wonder how much of it is kind of like a Game of Thrones uh, shadow governments fighting for power. Like, if it, I seriously mm. wonder, like, maybe we don't actually have a, official government right now. Maybe it's a it's a it's a bunch of power brokers that are just fighting for power. You know what I'm saying? But that's what is that's what politics has always been. Yeah, true. It's fighting fighting to be top dog in the power grab. That's what it's always been. Unfortunately. President Trump came in and threw a spanner in the works um, and showed people what they could have, how life could be for them. Yeah. Um, they managed to get rid of him through subversion. The only thing is they, 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 they lost four years of their plan that they were enforcing bit by bit, and they're going hell for leather now to make up for lost time. Um and the the more they go for it, that's that red pill suppository is getting shoved harder and harder up people's backsides. And um, I just hope that more people open their eyes. Do you mind, You're right, Abe. Do you mind if I? Yeah. Do you mind if I record that and put it on a soundboard? <laughs> <laughs> it well, sounds. You it sounds so. It's. I can use it for when I talk to like a. Uh, an elite in DC. I can just have you say it, and it sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that shoved up your ass? <laughs> A red pill suppository shoved up your backside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, good stuff. Uh, poor OG Wiz is like, can we not talk about hurricanes yet? She just got her house rebuilt. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> fixed because it, it's it just feels like it, this is going to be like the year. It's like. Every time we think we can get out of the pandemic bullshit and we can finally just start living our lives again, something else is going to come. It just feels like that, well, that's the year it's going to be. It's like what's happening here at the minute because Boris wants to open everything up on Monday and Sage and, and what have you are jumping up and down saying, no, no, it's too soon. There's this Indian variant come in and every, everything's going to be fully locked down again if you open up that far too early. You know, yeah, but, um, and I'm sure there are, the media is already writing the stories for after he does open it on how Boris Johnson now has blood on his hands and the rest. Yeah, just of like they did with DeSantis. And if they if they showed what really was going on in India, nothing's going on in India. It, it's there's nothing outrageous happening in India with it. Hospitals it's all are not overwhelmed. Up. No. No dead bodies lying all over the street and people dying. I mean, within, within um, I think, a couple of days of them saying India was going down, Boris sent over thousands of ventilators and vaccines over to India already, while Biden was still saying, well, we'll have a think about this. We'll have a think about how we can help them out. Boris did it. It was done. Um, but, yeah. I've I've had a rough couple of couple of days coming down off the um, President Trump will be back thing, realizing that he isn't going to be back. Yeah, I think not for I a mean, while. I I, I kind of want to just leave a glimmer of hope there, but it's just I cannot see it happening. There's just I don't see any path that way, and I think 
I mean, if it happens, then we can all have a party. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just yeah. don't see anything really, any event that can really kick that off. We'll see. I mean, the yeah. only one that I can yeah. honestly see still is is when Biden passes Kamala trying to seize power. Uh, I think that could cause some fun, but that doesn't mean they're going to, what are they going to do? Just say, okay, Trump, you're president now that Biden's dead. No, that ain't going to happen. No, no. And I don't even know if he'll, he'll run again in 2024, to be honest with you, Alan. I'm wondering too. I think he, I think he will work like a, like the workhorse he is to sort out the Republican party and to, to sort out the House and Senate, he'll work from now until 2024. But I don't know whether or not he'll run again in 2024 himself. It might be Pompeo Santis in 2024. That yeah. would be a good mix. It would be good to get some young, the new up-and-comers in there. That would be great to yeah. happen at a time where we can get, uh, hopefully, you know, a, a mandate going with it, too. I, I'm still optimistic that that's coming. I don't know. Maybe I'm mm. clueless. Mm. But I still I do think that there's a day coming when the Republican Party is going to get a mandate and get a chance again to actually solve problems using the the great uh, legislation the Freedom Caucus has out there. I do think that that's a possibility in the future, it, more than a possibility. I think that's likely, I hope, and I keep hope alive on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've rained on your parades enough help right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, people in chat. I, I really feel, Denise, in my heart that a lot of the stuff, almost all of the stuff that Trump did in the four years he was in, was was not just for four years. I think I think a lot we're seeing a lot of the things that he did now still taking effect and Biden not having a good uh, chance of actually doing what they really want, which is why we're seeing the chaos we are. So I believe that it's not just the four years. I believe the stuff that he did is going to last for a lot longer than that. And even though he's not in there, I know for a fact that the stuff that he did is driving them fucking lefties nuts. And I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he did he did put a lot of things in order um, that's going to take time for him to unpick. I mean, all these EOs, Biden signing, EOs aren't laws. They're not, are they? They have to go through a process, don't they? He's just signing bits of paper at the minute. I can't it's, think of yeah, it does any it, of them that have that have stood that have done anything yet. No, I mean not not people. Right, nothing, nothing tangible at a point that's been like, oh my god, that's disastrous, and that's kind of you know that's that's the point of an EO. You can get you can affect some policy, but it takes time for that policy to to work its way through the system. Um, Weezy girl saying there's there's still a lot of comms out there and. And um, they are on fire. I agree with you. I think there's been a lot of attempts to reach out to the Q community from uh, the, the Q team. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I just think, like always, we don't understand what those comms are. I think we get them wrong more than we get them right. It, just because there's comms doesn't mean that this this or that event is going to happen. I think it's just... I think it's the team just saying, look, we're still here. We ain't going away, and there's still going to be a lot of good stuff coming. I think we are we are missing uh, what those comms are, though. And I think a lot of times those comms are actually meant for uh, communications between the team themselves about how to 
uh, use or talk about an event or take advantage of an event that may happen. I don't think those are meant for us. So that's the way I mm-hmm. take it. Scavino keeps dropping tickly things, doesn't yeah. he? He keeps dropping little teasers all left, right, and center. He's busy. Scavino yeah. dropping. So uh, is General Flynn. I mean, tidbits. there's there's yeah. lots of them out there. But again, I, I we've never gotten it right. <laughs> Nobody has ever decoded any kind of like what it appears to be comms and said, and and it actually meant this. So that's, I just mm. don't, I don't waste time with it because of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll toddle off and um, let you get on to your next caller. Much love, Denise. Thank you for calling. And you. Oh, somebody Have a asked great if, weekend uh, fishing. What? Somebody asked if you were going to uh, London this week. I guess the, is London having another uh, protest this weekend? Yeah, yeah, they are. And no, I'm not. I don't travel, Abe. Yeah, I wouldn't go there either. I don't travel. (laughs) No. Anywho, anywho, I shall cuddle off. Appreciate the call, Denise. And let's not forget, it's not, uh, as Stoney Joe said, it's not just about Trump. It's about the republic. I completely agree. And that's exactly exactly right, Denise. Have a great afternoon. Appreciate the call. Enjoy your fishing if you go fishing, Alan. Yeah, I'll probably take you guys with me. We'll do, we'll do a test remote <laughs> stream and see if we can get it to work. Okay. Awesome. Night night. Much love. Much love, Denise. God bless you. All right. Good Dang, stuff from Denise. Missed Denise. Texan, how are you, brother? I'm doing all right. What do you think about that ball cap? Sweetness. Oh, yeah. Look at that thing. Dang, that's sweet. Looking good, Texan. How you doing, brother? Doing all right, man. Just got it in today, and I got a few shirts in today and getting ready for that weekend coming up soon. I'm sorry I missed Denise, man. I, I heard the very last little bit of what she was saying. But oh, shit, I, I could have left hi. her in here if you wanted to say hi to her. I'll do that next time. I'll get you guys in there together. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got to say hi to her you know, personally in a long time. Yeah, so. I'll get you guys but, in here next time. Cool. Yeah, I heard you talking about uh, you know, what Glenn was saying about the trucking and stuff. Right now in Texas – we're watching the fuel prices creep up, not as bad as it was yet, but you know, we, we know it's coming and, uh, it's, uh, what's something that's really weird, man. I've never seen this before in my life. And you gotta remember, I've been doing this for over 30, over 30 freaking years, man, is that gas and diesel are the same price. I mean, up around Dallas, gas and diesel are both like two eighty nine a gallon. All right, I'm looking right now at a truck stop out here in the country uh, outside of Waco. Gas is 255 and well diesel is 275, which that's normal. About 25 to 50 cent difference on on diesel, it's usually more expensive because of the regulations and taxes on diesel. But for some reason up in the in the big cities it's some they're, they're the same price, 289 to 299 a gallon, just under $3 a gallon. So what was it under the under the Trump administration? Uh, just what a year ago, it was uh, gas was a dollar thirty five to a dollar forty five, and diesel was like a dollar sixty five to a dollar eighty five. So factor that in. That's that's a pretty substantial a uh, pretty substantial increase, but still, it's not enough to to really affect in a major kind of way yet. You know, wherever this seven dollar a gallon gas and diesel was, that that's just that's fucking crazy. Under the Obama administration, uh, when I went to California hauling cars, uh, to get out of California, I had to pay $8 a gallon for diesel. And I had uh, uh, two 150-gallon tanks. So I just put en- yeah, I just put enough in there to get the hell out of California. 
and uh, nice. make it over to Nevada. Yeah, make it over to Nevada and then fill my tanks up where it was like $5 <laughs> a gallon there. Yep. So, so right now, I mean, okay, I got a friend that lives in Georgia, and he told me that there's gas lines with at the places that have gas, but uh, most of the stations don't have gas. He just told me this yesterday. And uh, uh, so I, I, I don't know. It's I don't know how far it's going to bottom out. But right now in our area, in Texas and, and out west, the fuel prices are still pretty stable. They're, they're just doing their, their basic uh, Democrat, you know, increase three, four cents so, here, three or four cents there. So let me ask you a question. Why, why, okay, for truckers, why don't they, why isn't the fuel cost part of the salary or covered by the company? Wouldn't, why would they make, why do they make the truckers pay the fuel costs? Okay. Now, if what Glenn was saying earlier, good question. If, uh, if you're a company driver like I am, say you drive for a big fleet that has hundreds of trucks, well, you get a, you know, you throw your bid out there or you throw a, a you know, uh, a contract out there with either Loves or TA or Pilot, Flying J, which are the same, Pilot and Flying J, they merged, and a TA and Petro merged, so they're the same. So anyway, you, you make your offer, say, you know, who can give me the best fuel price? Whoever gives you the best fuel price, that's who the fleet goes with. And they get a huge discount for their hundreds of trucks or some companies or even thousands of trucks buying fuel specifically at their fuel stops. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're buying in bulk, so they're, they're going to get a discount. The independent truck driver doesn't get that. You know, he's one man with maybe one to five trucks, gotcha. you know, that he owns. So he, do, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't get that. Uh, he pretty much has to pay a, a full price. So, so, uh, so the competition that, stays in the contracts, meaning you can't an independent truck driver can't compete with the big companies because if he doesn't just if he just tries to cover his costs on fuel, then he's just going to not get a contract. It's not just the fuel, but it's also the maintenance. You got to figure these truck stops, but you are right on that. I mean, dead right on that. But there's other factors in there too. There's tires. You blow a tire out, you know, it's the same thing. You have a contract with Loves to bring you a tire out. Well, if you're a big fleet, you know, you're going to get a discount on a huge discount on the tires with an independent truck driver. He's going to pay $800 for one tire where say, uh, uh, Swift is going to pay $500 for that same tire because they buy so damn many tires. And so it's on the maintenance side, it's on the fuel side, and even insurance companies do the same thing. They, they give them, uh, you know, cut rate discounts. Hmm. So, yeah, they're putting the squeeze on the independent truck driver like a motherfucker, dude. So can, in general, though, I'll put it this way. In general, you would think that the big companies would raise their shipping rates based on uh, on cost in, in general, whatever the costs are, including fuel costs. And then at that point, you would think then independent drivers could, you know, make up some of that margin. Is that, is that make sense or no? Well, something about the freight industry that, you know, people don't know if you, unless you're in it is it is a cutthroat freaking business, brother. I'm not lying. I have seen freight companies put other freight companies out of business. Okay. By, uh, you know, they, they look at their, their yearly, uh, what, what they've made, what, what they can afford to lose, you know, for however long. And then they'll say, 
it's like, okay, the union company's like uh, a Yellow Freight uh, and uh, Consolidated Freightways, CF. They went to war with each other, and they undercut each other so much to where they were actually losing money to see who would have to fold first. They will do wow. that shit to each other. And, yeah, and then once uh, CF folded, then Yellow Freight bumped their rates back up, and then they took over CF's accounts. CF was no more. All those guys are out of a job. That's how rotten this shit is out here, dude. Wow. Now, why can't independent drivers band together for fuel and maintenance? You ever heard of uh, you ever heard of a uh, herding cats? <laughs> well, like that answers just V's, that, that that answers just V's question. A co-op right? would be a great idea, though. A, a co a co-op organization would be a really great idea for independent truck drivers. <laughs> herding cats. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, that's that's sort of slag. I mean, they, these guys, they they yeah, you, that ain't never gonna happen. You hear, like, hey, we talked about this once. So yeah, what was it about, about six months ago, five months ago? Well, there's gonna be a uh, na- nationwide driver uh, shutdown. I told you bullshit. No, they ain't, because <laughs> they they ain't gonna stick together. And I'd like to address what Glenn said too about the unions. Now you can look this up right now, Alan. I I hope you can. You look at the member, the Teamsters. Now the Teamsters were the you know the big transportation union and you look at the uh, membership of the teamsters in 1980 compared to the memberships the membership list of the teamsters today or just say 2020 and and look look how weak they are now they have no influence they have well they do very very little influence and in uh like texas uh, we're we're a right to work state so even though a shop like yellow freight in dallas is union you know uh by law, you don't have to join their union. But in California, it's not a right-to-work state where if Yellow Freight in Los Angeles is union, well, you have to join the union by law to get a job there. And there's a lot of states that are a, a right-to-work state, so it, it, that kind of you know broke the back of the union somewhat. But uh, the union, the Teamsters are not what they used to be, not even close, man. Yep. I was, and I know this. I know this for a fact because uh, I was raised up as a teamster. My, my father was a union steward for uh, Yellow Freight. You know, when I was 16, I started working the docks, uh, union card. Uh, you know, I was a teamster, worked for them for like a union job for like 13 years, and then I got out of it, and I haven't looked back, man. I, I just watched that shit, you know, being flushed down the toilet like crazy. So it's a total mess. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing, man. So. They've destroyed the pension. They they've destroyed. I mean, they, I, I can go on and on. They, they just it's just it's better off just to work for a a solid decent company and you know just do your thing really. Yep. But as far as that goes, and yeah, that's true. You know uh, that they they don't they don't want pipelines because you know uh, the entities the powers that be lose too much money off of it. So uh, you know they, they would rather keep it on the trains. And yep. we're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot more of that in the coming future. I agree, man. I agree. You know, it's part of that. You know, environmental bullshit too that they keep pushing as well. So you know, that's why I think there's more to this too that that meets the eye. It just seems like it's it's an a you know, environmental terrorism is used in many forms. It can be used by you know individuals or or nonprofits or or even governments. Yeah. 
Yeah, that uh, that environmental bullshit, that's nothing but the excuse for the catastrophe is all that is. They use that as an excuse to create the catastrophe. You can tie every single major disaster that's happened on an environmental scale to somebody, some human. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But uh, anyway, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot more to it, but I know we're running out of time here. And yeah, uh, just real quick, Texan, um, when you worked at the docks, did you know a guy named Tommy Skeeter Burke wants to know? And Kristen 33, I have to truck drivers bring me my meat. I love them. Um, so just a couple of encouraging words there for you, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the love, man, from the chats. I'll tell you what. And hi to everybody out there. I can't name you, and I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. So, you know, hey, every one of you. I, lo- I love every one of you, man. Y'all are great. And uh, But yeah, I know Tommy. Well, I knew a bunch of Tommies, man. And uh, I knew a bunch of Fredos, and I knew a bunch of, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think uh, she was uh, referencing, referencing an old uh, Bon Jovi song there, I think is what she was referencing there. Oh, Tommy worked the docks. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Tommy used to work on the docks. That's all I'm saying. Man, one one day I'll get into I'll get into the stories about uh because my dad he he had honestly he had some uh, ties with the uh you know that side of the industry and uh, man some of the stories I could tell you about some some mafia bullshit's crazy as hell. Most people wouldn't believe me. That's why I don't talk about it, but. It was pretty wild times, man. It, I wouldn't trade that for anything. But only but yeah, let's keep, let's keep an eye on the fuel prices, guys, because that that depends on uh, you know how much everything else costs. I mean, everything. Yeah, and it's coming too. T- I appreciate you texting very much, man. You be safe today, all right, brother. All right, guys. See you down the road. Yes, sir. See you Sunday, brother. Yes, sir. Sunday at nine o'clock. Got it. Be the, safe, brother. The show Sunday uh, evening, or yeah, Sunday evening at nine nine p.m. Central. So check that out, Joe and and uh, Texan with a uh, uh, I don't know DJing. I guess is what I'd call it. Yeah, little little country music, little fun. It's good times, man. Man, that two hours flew by. Holy crap! There was a, about uh, two hours and fifteen minutes ago. I said I got nothing for today, and here we are again, bro. We managed we managed to pull it <laughs> off again. Do me a favor, wrap it up for me, and let's get it rolling, bud. Man, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there in chat. You guys have been absolutely on fire today. Just a couple of them that I had to pick out at the end there. But I absolutely love y'all between D-Live, Foxhole, and everywhere else. It's a beautiful day. Get out there and enjoy it. Step away from the Matrix. Go smell some flowers or something. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys tomorrow here with Brad CGZ. And we are looking forward to that, guys. Stay tuned. The future is bright, my friends, and live that way. Spread love and live live in a positive manner, and we will continue to change the world with that. I want to say much love, and God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here today, as you do every day. We'll see you guys back tomorrow, 5 Eastern, with Foxhole Friday. And then maybe I'll see you guys this weekend. We'll do a test mobile stream, and uh, we'll see if I can uh, maybe go do some fishing. That sounds good to me. Yeah, buddy. But we'll probably do it at a time where Joe doesn't have to sit in his in his uh, studio on a weekend and have to uh, not be able to go outside and enjoy the weather. So we'll see what's going on. Worst case scenario, I'll just start her up, man. You guys can just do whatever you need to do, too. So with that, I'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless you all. Much love. 
Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.